Alright, hey guys, what's up? My name is Chris Hawkins, and this is your best life defined. So I'm asking you a question, what do you want? I mean, you know, you're sitting there and you're you're sitting there watching TV or surfing the net, or you get up in the morning, you wake up and you take a look around at your life. What do you want? Now you, you got you have to want something because want is innate to who we are. You know what I'm talking about. It's that that desire to acquire. You know, you go into the store and you, you only plan on picking up one thing. And then instead of picking up one thing, you pick up five things. And you're like, wow, dang, how come every time I go to the store, it costs 100 bucks? Because every time you go to the store, there's things you want. Now, wanting things isn't actually bad. And in fact, I don't think most of us have any way to stop the want. I think the the desire to acquire that thing where we go in the grocery store no matter or no matter what our life looks like there's always something else we would like to have like a new cell phone or a new truck or maybe you want new furniture or you want the house painted there's always something we'll want and i think that's innate to who we are because in in, in our inception we were hunter gatherers and we still are i mean in the in the back in the caveman days there were things we wanted and what it did was it kept us alive in other words it, you know we were out there and we we're like you know, you got to have food and you got to have shelter and you got to, you got to, you want to want to be healthy and you want you want water and it's just a survival thing. And, and every time you acquired something, there's a sense of satisfaction that comes with it. And while the environment has changed now, instead of being involved in the hunt and gatherer thing, as we think about it, where you're out picking berries and you're killing a wildebeest or whatever you killed back then, Instead, you jump in your car and you go to work and you hunt and gather in the form of socialization and work and you get your gather is money. But it's not a tangible action. I mean, it's kind of like they're almost disconnected. So when you get home and you go to the store and you have this tool, you're going out and you're still hunting and gathering. That's the want. The question that most people fail to ask themselves is who is actually controlling your want? Now, I know, I know, I get it. You guys, everyone believes their want. They are the king of their kingdom, the captain of their ship, all that all that amazing stuff. But subtly, is it really true? I mean, when you think about it, is it really true? Here's, here's something to consider. How is it that everyone you know is living a similar life than you? Now, I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about from the standpoint of accessorization. I'm not talking about all the accessories they have or maybe they have a different job. I'm just talking about the overall blueprint for their life. Well, most people own a house, they have debt, they have cars, they have jobs, and they wake up every day and they work Monday through Friday and they have weekends off to fit in all of the things they love to do. The question that we ask ourselves, did you actually want that? Now, I'm not talking about the image of the American dream. I'm talking about the actual things that encompass that choice. See, I thought I wanted it because that was the narrative I'd been given my whole life. Even before I knew I wanted it, I wanted it because everyone around me was demonstrating what success is and what we should want. We should want to own a house because a house is a good investment. And if we, if we, want to, if we buy a house, our family says, Oh, good for you, you bought a house. Oh, good for you, you went into debt for 30 years. That's, that's the want. And we want it, but the question is, who is in control of that decision? It's, it's hard to be different. That's the truth. It is hard to be different. And that's where the struggle it comes in. I mean, what I wanted was I want to be accepted, but I didn't want to live the life I was living because there were things I wanted more. 
And if you're not in control of your wants, someone will be. If you allow yourself just to watch things and make spontaneous decisions about your time and your money without considering the true impact on your life, that is, the impact it has from the standpoint of does it make your life better, there's probably no chance in hell you'll ever live a better life. Your life will continue just to either flatline or it'll start dropping off as you get older and can't work as hard or, and you keep, keep maintaining those habits that are related to listening to what you want from other people. See, the only reason I bought the house and everything uh, that I owned before I changed uh, directions was because that was what I wanted. And the reason I wanted it was because that's what I'd been taught. And I know this might seem obvious, and you're probably thinking, well, you know, what else do I do? What the hell am I supposed to do? Go live in an RV, a trailer house like you? Uh, no, not necessarily. But within your, within your current life, there are things that you can want that are based on who you are. I, I want to spend as much time as possible having fun. I want to spend as much time as possible in my life doing things that make me go, yeah doing things that excite me and make me feel good about about this thing called living and inspire me to want more of the same. That's what I want. But there's so much noise in the world right now. And admit it or not, I mean, take a look at your phone. Your phone is a walking billboard. It is a pocket billboard where you can look at advertisements all day long. And even if you just scroll past them, they do have an influence. I like it. People who say, well, I don't, you know, I watch the news, but it doesn't matter. Well, if it doesn't matter, why do you watch the news? Because you want to know what's going on, because there's a want in you for you to know what's going on, because it's important to you. But why do you want that? Is it because it's truly important to you? Is it because it's implied? The point is, the things we put in our, in our mind influence our choices. The things I watch on TV and the people I hang out with change my direction, change my thoughts and the things I want in my life, Right? I mean, you don't want my lifestyle. You don't want to live in an RV. You want to live in the big house. But what's, it, what's that decision actually based on? That decision's based on the fact that you know what it's like to live in that house. And even if it isn't that great, even if you're unwilling to be honest with yourself about just how truly great it is to wake up on a Saturday with a big house, big yard, and all that stuff... The idea that I'm living in an RV comes across as being, I don't want that. I don't want that. Well, why not? Had I had the whole world been centered around living on a sailboat, have your whole life, instead of you seeing people who were living conventional lives, if you were surrounded by people who lived on sailboats, let's say you were one of those, one of those kids that got raised on a sailboat by some prog progressive parents and, and all their friends were sailors and that's what they did and they were minimalists. They didn't have a lot of stuff or a lot of things around them and they valued the experience of life and sailing. There's a good chance that you would want to own your own boat. You would have these ideas in your head about, well, you know, I don't. I think I'm going with the catamaran, Dad. What do you think about catamarans? And those would be the kind of conversations you'd be having. And it wouldn't be anything for you to want that. And it's partly because that's what you've been exposed to. Even if sailing really isn't your thing, even if there are things about sailing that you that you may not dig as much as your parents did. And the same is true for the choices we make with our house or with our cars or with our relationships. You got to be careful. See, in my relationship, the last thing we ever do is focus on the negative. You know what? You focus on the negative and that's what you get. 
What do you want? You want an amazing relationship, right? Well, if you let outside influences get in the way of that, ideas that you've been given by the people around you and by the world around you about what a relationship looks like and what, what the role of a partner or wife or a husband or whoever it is, and you allow those to influence your decisions, then when you look at your partner, that's not going to be the person you want. If you get some idea in your head about this is the ideal wife, and it's not your idea, and it's not a representation of who you are because you've been influenced, and that becomes what you want. So we've got to be careful about that. Who controls your want? See, for the longest time, um, my want was driven by a lack of self-esteem. I, had, I, I didn't feel like I was worthy. So I've spent my whole life just doing shit and just trying to prove that I'm a good provider and that I'm a good husband and that I'm worthy and I'm successful and I have value. So I would work and work and work and work and I kind of equated that to having money and I'd work two jobs and granted my value system was so skewed that I lost all kinds of time with my family and friends. The people I love sat by on the sidelines while I rushed out there into the world to get what I wanted when in actuality what I wanted was exactly what I have now. I mean, there's not anything that's better than sitting on a kayak for me, hanging out with my wife, doing the things we do every day. It's cool. I mean, it's, it's just, or any of the things that we do every day, most of the things in my life I have now, I want. This podcast is a prime example. You know, if I were to look at what most people would look at, I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't, this is what, number 70 now. I wouldn't be doing another podcast. I'm like, ah, because who wants that? This is a personal decision. This is a decision based solely on me and my ideas. Now, I've witnessed it, but what I want to do is I want to help you. What I want is I want to hand you something in little tidbits because I don't know if you've noticed, but I talk a lot and not everything I say makes sense. But what I want is to give you the opportunity to start fishing through all this information I'm throwing out and to pick those bits and pieces that fit and start applying them in your life. And if that's what you want, if you begin wanting that and it's based on the idea of living your best life, then guess what? That's where you will, get, that's where you will be. That is where you will end up. And I'm not just the only source. I mean, there are sources anywhere. I would recommend go listen to books. Go experience things you've never experienced before. Because the, the deal is you don't know what you love if you've never tried it. It's life is a menu. Life is a big-ass menu, and if you go in every day to life and you say, hmm, I'll take the number one again. And someone's, well, why don't you try three? Well, no, I just want one. One, I'm comfortable with one. I want one. Well, why do you want one? Well, my dad wants one. My, my grandpa wants, my, he, he likes one. My grandma and aunt and uncle and my friends like one. Why would I want three? Well, there's an example. The want. Where did the idea for that want come from? And sometimes it requires you to do things you don't want. Sometimes it requires you to do things you've never done before just because that is the opportunity to, for you to learn what you, don't, what you want. We don't know what we don't know, right? But I remind you that if you allow information into your mind, if you allow influences outside yourself and you are not strong enough or honest enough with yourself in order for you to know who you are and know where you're going, you will, be, you will not be in control of your want. And when controlling your want, I mean, it's kind of like me. When I, 
when I first got to Meeker, my son had got a new uh, a new gun, a 22, a little plinker gun for target practice, and I, I kind of liked it. It was cool. It's a little Ruger 10-22, and he, and so when I get here, the first thing I do is I'm like, oh man, that's cool, and we go out and shoot it. And I haven't historically been the kind of guy that shoots guns. I was former law enforcement. I've shot a lot of guns. Not really into it that much from that standpoint, but. Because my son had one, and it's such a cool little gun, and I got to shoot it. All of a sudden, that's what I wanted. I wanted a gun. So the, for the next two weeks, my wife kind of kind of pushed me off on the decision to buy this gun. And I'm kind of working my angle, trying to figure out how I'm going to get my gun and how this is going to work out. Thank goodness that we've adopted a standard of wait and see on a lot of our decisions. I mean... And this gun's a prime example. Even though I wanted, there's no chance that I would have ever went out and bought it on the same day that I decided I wanted it. Because there's an evaluation process and we have to vet the information we have coming into us from who we are and the information we know about ourselves. And in two weeks, I'm like thinking, you know, baby, I don't, I don't think I really want that gun. Now, I'm glad I kind of waited. Because there ought to have been, with a gun, $350 for a 22. That's the cost of a kayak. Now, that's what I'm talking about when I vet, when I talk about paying attention to your want and who controls your want. I can guarantee you this. If there's any decision that you make off the cuff, you're walking down the street, you go in the, the cell phone store and with no real thought or intention, the next thing you know, you come out with a cell phone. Someone else controlled your want at that point. If you're rolling down the street and you decide, hey, let's see, you know, let's just go out and eat, but you really don't have the money to and that wasn't your plan, that's going to be a want to. And that's someone else controlling your want. If you get an idea in your head because you got stimulus money that it's okay to go ahead and buy a big screen TV and, and or do whatever this thing is you're doing because you didn't have the money before, but that thing was never really discussed and pondered and evaluated from the standpoint of adding value to your life, someone else is controlling your want. Very seldom. There's never been a time in my life when a immediate reaction, a knee-jerk reaction to something I wanted was in my best interest. I mean, when we got that Toyota truck home, oh yeah, my tail's wagging until about the week after it's after you the return thing is done, and I'm sitting here driving this truck to work, and I realize, oh, two hundred and ninety dollars a month for forty-eight months. Can you imagine that? I'm only making three hundred and twenty dollars a week take home, you know. So. Yeah, all of a sudden, that want, that thing that drove me, that thing that drove me to go ahead and sign those papers and go in debt for that truck, all of a sudden, I realized that that probably wasn't what I really wanted. So when you think about everything you do in life and all the choices you make and, and you sit there wonder why some people have access to things they're going boating, fishing, and hiking, and, and they have this what looks like a comfortable life, it's partly because in order for that to happen, you have to control the want. You have to be able to control the things that you want and make sure that outside influences aren't getting in your head. I mean, especially when your friend comes around, they got that new phone or whatever it is, and they're like, yeah, check this out. And you're like, oh, man, I wish I had that. Well, yeah, but why? Why? Why do you want it? I want the life I'm living right now because it works for me. I want this podcast to be successful because in order for it to be successful, that means that at some point I'm starting to convey a message you can understand. And that means you're starting to pick up things and it's starting to make your life better. And that's really the goal because what I want is I want to leave an impact on the world. I, the legacy, this is my legacy in a way because after I'm gone, this will be here. 
And the only way that would be better is if you actually stop for a minute and ask yourself some serious questions about why your life looks the way it does and why you continue to do the things you do. So anyway, I think I could probably go on and on, but I, I want to go kayaking today. So I'm going to go ahead and cut this thing short. But, you know, just throwing it out there, I appreciate you listening to me. I really appreciate how uh, committed some of you guys are to tuning in every day. It's been great. My YouTube channel, eh, it's coming up. It's kind of a slow process there. I don't mind. You know what? This is for the long haul. This is a long-term investment. So I'm not going to give up on you. And you can just go ahead and take as much as you can, step away, but be sure you come back because all you're going to see is me sitting here getting better and doing more for not only me, but for you. So until next time, just remember today's your day. Make it a good one.